Welcome to the Resilient AF Podcast. I'm Alex Fresh. And I'm Amelia Jackson. We believe that everything is energy and vibrates at a certain frequency. And our mission is to help raise the Earth's vibration through stories of resilience, manifestation, and what you can do when you realize even resilience has a toll. Because a bitch is tired, honey. What up, what up? Hey. Hi. Good morning. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Yes. Long time no see. We're going to start it off being alcoholics. Yes. Oh, I love that for me. We're going to have Bennett make a drink this week. Yes. Because we all chose drinks on like online and we chose ones that we thought were cool. I chose... It turned out to be a Thanksgiving cocktail. Yeah, it was definitely giving fall, which I but love. I'm going to call it the fall. The Benettini. The fall. The fall. The fall of Bennett. The fall. Let's um, not call it that. Because that's oh. like the fall of Bennett. We don't like that. No, no, no. That's bad. No, no, no. That's not good. That's- so inside this margarita is tequila, of course, <laughs> which you guys don't like tequila. I fucking hate tequila. <laughs> tequila. I'm allergic to it. Oh, and gosh. I just don't like it. I'm not actually allergic to it. I just say that so I don't have to drink it. Tequila <laughs> is like my go-to. So like that's what I'm drinking every that's single why. time. You know so what? I and can't relate. I feel horrible. I feel like that says a lot about you as a person. Whoever drinks like vodka solely and then the people that drink tequila or whiskey. You know, yes. everyone has their own pocket. Yes. And it tells a lot about it, a person. It does. Yeah, it, it really does. It absolutely does. Yeah. So what does tequila say about me? Fucking crazy. Oh, tequila. <laughs> One tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. The yeah. fall margarita. This is it. So yeah. inside this margarita we have tequila orange liqueur apple cider pear juice cinnamon sticks and apple slices now it sounds delicious because mm-hmm. like oh i also threw some peach juice in there i can get down with this though oh i like those flavors juice? And those yes peach juice peach juice peach, peach juice. juice tastes like ass to me oh well, it my peach gosh juice. <laughs> Oh lord! Okay. Like okay, Georgia. here we go. All right, we're gonna All cheers right, and then we're gonna take a drink. Did you guys like mix it at least? No. I, how are we gonna mix it, Bennett? There's we don't no have straw. shakers or anything. It's it. fine. You mix know it what? with your tongue. We're a hot mess express over here. I Just know. mix it with your tongue. I don't have a tongue like you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, nobody does. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> your tongue is like actually so fucking perfect. I'm like, what the? It's so long. It bends in a way that I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You know, we didn't use any measurements. You know, this is guesstimate. Here we go. Ready? Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, very tequila-y. God damn. I thought I only put one shot in there, but... No, honey, you didn't. It's you giving two or three. <laughs> How many ounces is the shot to it's you, Bennett? It's giving you measured with your heart. Um, yeah. I love you guys. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> it's not that bad, though. No. I feel like it is definitely tequila, but um, you're getting all of those I can flavors. taste the pear mostly, so I'm Ooh. glad I can't taste the ass juice or the tequila. <laughs> so, it's not that bad. It really isn't. Well, thank you for bringing that this morning. Yes, of course. Making that for you. us. If you want to check it out to make it yourself, check our Instagram. We changed it. Yes. Yes, we did. The new IG. It's Resilient AF3. Because there's three of us. Oh, I love that, guys. I feel so included. I'm part of the family now. (laughs) Resilient AF3. Next week, Amelia's going to make a drink. It's going to be a mule. What kind of flavor is it? Uh, You don't remember? Okay. Nope. Well, you'll find out later then. So (laughs) then, yeah. So next week is Amelia. And then the week after, I'm going to make mine. Even though I think mine won online. It did. We'll save the best for last. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And there's only up from here. (laughs) We're going to now move on to our peak and our pit. All right, Ben, Mm. you're up. So my week was is pretty calm. I didn't do much, but I did make it back to the gym, which was super important to me because I haven't been in the gym because, you know, 
I just haven't been in the gym. So last week I was in the gym every single day. So that was definitely the peak. I love it's that. So what are you working on? Everything. Everything. Full body. Oh, yeah. okay. Full body. Oh, you okay. know, so yep. anything. I, yeah, I go from arms to legs. I wouldn't know. I never go to the gym. So oh. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I thought people just went in to work on one specific thing. No, nope, that's no, not it's how like it works. One, one thing a day. Okay. It's like your back and shoulders yeah. one day and like your legs one day. Oh, Cause you don't want to be like one of those top heavy people that's like <laughs> huge muscles on top, but tiny ass legs. Where you can tell they skip it. Yeah. Right. I have an ex that looks like that. Oh no. (laughs) Shade. (laughs) So I don't want to be one of those. So, you know, we're rotating. And then my pit, I definitely experienced FOMO last week. I missed Beyonce. I wasn't able to get those tickets, you know, because it was one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm going to buy those tickets. I'll I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. And like, I never bought it. And it was expensive for nosebleeds. So that also helped me like procrastinate. So dang. Well, I didn't know that she was actually even in town until like a few hours before her show. I also wouldn't have gone if I did know. There's that. There's that part. Also. <laughs> All right. <laughs> next time, maybe. Next, next time. time. What about you, Amelia? My pit was the fact that I got my nipples pierced. No, I got one <laughs> nipple pierced and it was crooked as fuck so I had to take it out. Oh no. After like, what was it? Maybe like an hour. Wait, so what? why? What did you do? Why? So I originally got the nipple piercing because we were we were on the cut video mm-hmm. and we were doing fear pong and one of the dares was to get your nipple pierced. And if you did that, you got to take away two cups. So yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. I hate losing. I Hands hate down. it. Yes. So I was like, let me do it. I got it. Cause I can't feel shit in these things anyway. Cause I'm I breastfed sorry, for so long. I don't give a fuck. You should feel it. Oh Still. no, I couldn't feel shit. I couldn't. So it was fine. But then my girlfriend looked at it and she's like, bro, that thing is crooked as fuck. So I had to take it out. Wait. So it wasn't a professional that pierced no, it. They he just was. Had- That's he I was. I think he was nervous with all the cameras around. So he was shaking. And so I didn't want to like be a bitch. So I just didn't say anything. And I was like, you know what? Just do your thing. Whatever. He needed to go take a walk or something. He needed a drink of your tequila concoction. Oh, he would have been straight. He would have been fine. And so would my nipple. It would have been straight. Poor guy. Yeah. So that's my pit. My peak this week is that I got to do the cut video. That was really fucking fun. And I met two new friends and I loved it. Mm -hmm. They were so cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I was having FOMO when you were there. Were you? Yeah, I was like, that looks right. fun. That was so much fun. And the gay guys, I loved them. Loved them. And oh. I've always wanted gay friends and I've never got to have any. So like. I feel well, like all I have is gay friends. Tell your friends to be my friends. <laughs> yeah. And we can all be friends. And we can all be friends. We can do this every weekend. Okay. Hell yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start with my peak. I just have to preface this story and I'm just going to try and like, you know, long story long. At my last job at the radio station, someone commented on one of my pictures and says, hey, you look like Queen Herbie. And I didn't know who that was. So I clicked on her and I'm like, eh, kind of whatever, whatever. And I started following her and she's totally on my vibe. She's indie. She's an artist. Insanely talented. And insanely hot. She is. Whoever knows me, like really knows me, knows that like I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. About a year and a half ago, we were working on a Raise the Vibe tour. I wanted her to perform at it. So I got in touch with her management, right? And I was so stoked. I was like, oh my God. Well, then her husband started following me and I'm like, oh my God, this is so happening. I'm manifesting this. I cannot wait. Like I just envision what it's going to be like. I'm like, she's going to be my best friend one day. And then there was this upcoming artist named Benson Boone who came into the studio that we were interviewing. Oh yeah. And he has his manager team with him and we interviewed him afterwards one of his managers came up to me and was like he was like I'm Jeff I'm Herbie's manager I'm like I'm speechless he goes I'm only Queen and Vincent Boone's manager wow and oh, that's I'm like, crazy I couldn't even you guys focus that day after that I was just in a different freaking land because of the synchronicity of the yeah. situation mm-hmm. that is the craziest man like one of my craziest manifestation stories that I have personally 
is this, you know, manifesting queen. So the whole point of this is she just dropped a new album. She has a bunch and they're always fire. I'm like, how do you do it every time? So she's on tour right now for the first time. She has six shows. They sold out. I really want to go so bad, but I can't. They're sold out. So what do I do? <clears throat> I hit her husband. I hit her husband up on Instagram and I'm like, hey, is Queen going to add any shows to her tour because I'm having serious FOMO? I don't give a fuck where it's at. I'll go. He responds the next day and says, ha ha ha, we might add a third show in New York. I wake up the next day to a third show on that Sunday. I love that. Did you get the tickets? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I have been manifesting this and literally I just hit him up and the next day he was like, we might be. And I then he and did then, it for you. I mean, I would love to think that too, but I think that me just saying that to him kind of like pushed the edge over for them to be like, yeah, right. we, let's add a third show. No, for real. Everyone should thank you. Seriously. But <laughs> I feel like I know Queen, but she doesn't know me. And let me tell She'll you. She'll get to know you. I'm like a numerologist and numer or numbers are everything to me. And like they decode life. And my number for my entire life is three five seven but guess what blah, blah, me blah. and queen are 357 days apart oh see it was meant to be mm -hmm. so she doesn't know you now but she might know she's, you after no this she's going to show. be my best friend one day yes. she doesn't know it yet but i've been manifesting our friendship for years and watch so i'm going to freaking see queen herbie live that is that's so my peak cool. my pit is this is hilarious last weekend on saturday mm -hmm. i go out and meet one of my friends at Fogo on Capitol Hill. And when I get there, she's there, she's sitting at the bar and there's this guy next to her and they're chatting. And then I sit down next to her on her right. I don't know, some time passes. A friend comes and meets him and he sits down and he's cute as could be. And I was like, Ooh. oh, shh. Who are you? I'm sorry, I'm knocking my mic over. <laughs> and he was like, I'm Marco. And I'm like, fucking Polo. <laughs> he had a really weird look on his face and I instantly thought that he was gay. I'm like, oh, well, because when I said it, I'm like, not that I think that like, why would he not want me? But I would was, automatically think that it was he must a, be gay. It was the, want you. <laughs> yeah, I love you. But it was the look <laughs> on his face that gave it up. Like, I'm like, I immediately thought he's gay. So we leave. They leave at the same time. We're like walking out and <laughs> I'm really awkward at, you know, talking. To, yeah, <laughs> super. It's like, I will not make the first move. And guys don't make the first move. So I'm like, I'm SOL a lot. You know, maybe in like 10 years, I'll have Do some Do they balls. not? They don't. Maybe they're intimidated. I don't know. Ugh. But we go outside and they're out there. And then I don't know if he's gay or not, though. Right. I just had that thought. And then is your gaydar not good? I don't think so, because I feel like anybody who looks metro or gay can be straight. You just That's never true. know. You never know. That's like, true. I don't assume, but if you know, you know, you know, you do. So I just assumed he was gay and I mean, he was metro. So, I mean, there's a lot of metro guys that are fucking hot and they could be gay or they could that's, be not. <laughs> yeah, just that's rhyme. true. That's okay. true. So my friend was like trying to like get us to talk and like exchange numbers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't know if he's gay or not. And at this point, I don't think he is. Cause like, he's awkward about it too. And I'm awkward about it. And I'm like, okay, we're both just like the same way. And I'm like, I don't know. How does this work? <laughs> like, is this how this works? Friend goes, dude, tell him, tell him at that point when his friend was saying that it wasn't like he was gay it was like something else mm -hmm. and his friend was like dude tell him and i was like look at him like what tell him tell us what like and he goes i wouldn't be interested in either of you because i'm gay oh. <laughs> i was like i knew it bye mm -hmm. <laughs> bye uh, boy bye well listen i feel it because here's the thing when i'm out and like a girl hits on me yeah i, I don't i don't want like i'll still flirt because i like to flirt and i like yeah. to talk to people 
but it will get up to a point if i see that it's going a little too far like you're being a little too forward then mm-hmm. i'll like bennett? hey well my what? husband's over there or you yeah. know what i'm saying like, bennett, bennett, and bennett. then they'll have two responses or a few responses <laughs> they'll either be like oh i don't care i'll fuck you guys both oh well, okay <laughs> which honey. i've gotten that plenty and, of like, times they don't want yeah. that sorry other times they're like oh we could be best friends and then <laughs> other times we get the alex reaction where they're like bye bye we don't want to talk to you at all and then i'm like damn so should i should i not be nice he got my app though when you first talk to me should i just like seriously no you but you need say, to be up front and be like hey i'm gay if you're hitting on me i'm gay or just say i don't like coochie but, but that's so I, not I like fun like, like let's be let's let's, let's be flirt. Flirt. No, because yeah. like i don't think that i'm about to like start forming this freaking bond with this hot ass guy <laughs> she's like planning in her head i'm gonna get married to you and right. it, like he's like, everything <laughs> damn and i'm just like oh this is a great conversation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must oh. be hard to be so pretty and gay, though. Oh, uh, so the pit was First that he was problems. gay. Yeah. All right. Well, now it's the time of Amelia's resilient story. Yeah. So every week we're going to have someone speak to us about their story of resilience. This week is Amelia. Next week is Bennett. And then after that, we're going to be having guests on. I'm so, so excited for guests. Oh, yes. I cannot wait. And if you want to be a guest on our podcast and you want to talk to us about your resilient story, hit us up on Instagram at resilientaf3. Or email us at resilientaf3 at gmail.com. Yes. Okay, so to me, resilience means picking yourself back up from whatever shitty situation that you were left in and coming back from that in a way that's the same, if not better, preferably better. I've had many times that I've been resilient in my life. I think the most recent one, probably the one that I'll talk about, basically in my childhood, I didn't really have any issues. I had a great childhood uh, growing up. I act like I have daddy issues when I don't and I should (laughs) not have daddy issues at all, have a great childhood, whatever. My teenage years, was rough. That was just due to me being rebellious and crazy. Yeah. And just being an asshole teenager. I got pregnant at 17 and I was madly in love with that person. I was planning on getting married to that person and we had a baby and then things just didn't work out. And so after that, that's when like my decline started hitting. I started making really poor choices. I was drinking a lot. I was partying a lot. I just wasn't being the best person that I could have been or should have been, especially when I had a child at that time. So I started dancing, which I think sex work is amazing. That is not my downfall. But when you're a dancer, you're either meant for that life or you're not meant for that life. I was not meant for that life. Okay. Because you just take on a lot of energy, all of that stuff. I was taking on a lot. The type of clientele that I was getting was definitely like scum of the earth Mm -hmm. type of clientele. It was men that liked underage girls, but could not do that type of thing. Probably just didn't want to go to jail. So they would come to me because I looked very young. I had no tattoos. I have a baby face. I still do. So like they loved me. So I would get those type of people. I try and explain it like I would go home and I would not be able to take a shower hot enough to wash off everything that I have heard, seen. It was not good for me. So when I was doing that, again, I was drinking. It was really, it was just a low point. And I ended up meeting someone at 19 who he definitely took advantage of the fact that I was, you know, having a low point in my life. When I first met him, you know, when the universe gives you signs as to you should not be doing this type of thing. There was so many fucking signs to not fuck with this person. The first sign should have been that he looked like a 
thumb from Spy Kids. Stop like, it. Dead <laughs> ass. Because he was on steroids, like fully on steroids. Oh like, my God, is was, that who you were talking about yes, earlier? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the top heavy guy. Yes, very top heavy. Um, very leg deficient, I guess you could say. <laughs> chicken legs. Yes, chicken legs. Anyway, so there was so many signs. We met on POF, which for those of you that don't know, is basically the ghetto version of Match.com. Plenty of fish? Yes, plenty of fish, yep. And he did not message me, but I saw he had looked at my profile and I was like, oh, you're not going to talk to me? Well, I want you more then. So I'm going to talk to you. And then we planned on meeting that night. Okay. I was dancing and I was, you know, getting ready to go and head there. My phone dies on the way there and I didn't know how to get there. So that should have been my first sign. Your phone dies. You don't know how to get there. You should turn around and go. Once I finally get there, I meet him at a gas station. And this man had told me that he was 5'11". Okay. He gets to my car and he's about as tiny as the car window, oh, like no. underneath the car window. So I had said, I was like, you said you were 5'11". He's like, <laughs> you call him out. No, I did. I was like, you said you were 5'11". And he's like, no, I am. I was like, bro, no, you're not. Like you're literally as tall as me. That was the third sign at that point. Then he's like, why don't you just follow me to my house? He said he owned a house, whatever. So I follow him to his house. He's hitting every yellow light. I hit every fucking red light. That right there was the universe saying, stop, turn around. I did not. Anyways, we start doing our thing. And then it just turns into one night stand that just kept blasting on, which should have been a one night stand or a never stand. Everything happens for a reason. It does. So we get there and it's not a house. He lied about that as well. He lied about his height. It was just bad. It's fine. It's fine. We all have those times in life. Yes. You know, red flags. And we just, you know, rose colored glasses. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, We had been dating for about a week at this point and things started to get domestically violent. Um, Yeah. After a week? After a week. Yeah. One week. One week. And the reason why it started was because something told me to go through his phone because he had told me he wanted me to delete all of my dating apps, you know, all of my social medias, whatever. And I listened and something told me go through his phone. So I did while he was sleeping. And then I found some not so great things like dirty things, nasty. So when he went to work, I texted him and I packed up all my stuff and I was like, hey, I'm leaving. Like, I don't think we should be together. It took him 10 minutes to get back to his house, his apartment. And he busts through the doors and my heart like sank. Like I was terrified. I wasn't finished packing. I couldn't leave yet. And he busts through the doors. I run into the bathroom and I like lock myself in there. He's banging on the door and he starts punching a hole through the door to get me out of the bathroom. That's scary. He climbs through the hole that he punched and he grabs me and he starts dragging me out of the bathroom, screaming that he loves me, that this was just a mistake, that I didn't actually see what I thought I saw. Gaslighting. Yes. Gaslighting for sure. So of course my young and dumb self, I'm like, okay. And just scared. I had never been in a domestically violent relationship before. So like this was all new to me and scary. So I was like, all right, we can work on it. But he said he was never going to do this again. He loved me so much. That's why he got so passionate. Moving on to like months and months, domestic violence kept happening. And it wasn't just physical violence. It was a lot of- um, Sexual, emotional. Yeah, it was a lot of- Intellectual. Yes. Sexual. Yeah, it just wasn't physical. And honestly, like I tell people now that I'm better about things, I tell people I would honestly have rather it just been physical because when you do the mental and the emotional and the psychological and the financial abuse, Mm -hmm. that's harder to come back from. Yeah, a bruise, Mm -hmm. a bruise goes away. Yeah. 
that kind of stuff, it leaves you rock bottom. It really does. And a lot of people don't recognize that domestic violence. Like they see a bruise and they're like, oh, they see that. They understand that. A lot of people don't get Mm -hmm. that emotional and all of that other stuff is just as hurtful, if not more hurtful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a lot more that, you know, happened. There's a lot that had gone on and it was just, it was progressively getting worse. The longer that we dated, the more hands would be put on, the more I would get isolated. I had no friends. I literally had maybe like one or two friends that stood by me that whole entire time. How long did this go? on for and why did you stay? Honestly, I stayed because he would make me feel like I was really ugly about just like myself. So I didn't think anybody wanted me, honestly. And I was so isolated at that point that I wouldn't even have had the chance to like... It's the brainwashing of the personality disorder Mm -hmm. that makes the person stay. They seek out people who are empaths. Oh, for sure. Who have codependent, who have Mm -hmm. codependency. Yeah. No, for sure. And again, I was at a really low point. Like I was the perfect person mm-hmm. right. for him to target at that time. So I can't tell you why I stayed, but I like to tell people that I was basically brainwashed. It I really was. was. It was. That's yeah. Why. It was really hard. It, it was, happens time and time again. Mm-hmm. It's what they do. Yeah. It's how they do it. And you know, every time I would try and leave, I would think nobody's going to want me. Who's going to want someone that it's a single mom. He told me my hair was too nappy. He told me that my ass was flat. He would tell me that I was fat. He would tell me I was ugly. He would tell me all of these things. Like who would want someone like that? you know same song different dance everybody has the same Mm -hmm. story about what they felt like when they were in a a situation like that yeah I think part of it too was again he had that sex addiction so like me seeing all of these women that he would fawn over and he would pay to have sex with and he would you know cheat on me with I would see those girls and I'd be like I don't look anything like these beautiful women like beautiful gorgeous girls and so I did not think that I was like worthy enough to even be out of this relationship you don't feel worthy. It's exactly true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's super hard to leave people in that situation. So and I commend and you for leaving because yeah. you are resilient. And yes. you also think like, and maybe this mm-hmm. is going to get better. This is this time. Next time it happens, we're going to do this differently. And I kept telling myself, I literally kept telling myself next time, if he does it again, I'm going to leave. So what was the final straw? He let me, and I'm, I want people to understand. He let me go to beauty school. Okay. And I went to beauty school and I started seeing like quote unquote normal relationships. And I was like, Oh, you're not supposed to get choked if you don't ask for it like you're not supposed to get punched in the face you're not supposed to get cheated on all the time like that's so crazy and I saw this and I just I was shown a world that was just completely new to me eye-opening it really was it was completely eye-opening to me and one day I was about six months into beauty school at this point and this little stud walks in and starts hitting on me and I was I mean again I thought I was fucking hideous like I really did I thought I was disgusting so having someone hit on me I was like whoa what the hell I met this person and we became friends and I started kind of confiding in her what I was going through at home, talking to her and her telling me like, you need to leave, like this isn't normal. I kind of started getting a little bit more of courage to leave. The final straw was that he had choked me in front of our child and my child crawled up onto me and started wiping my tears and saying, it's okay, mama, it's okay. And that right there, I was like, fuck that. 
I didn't grow up in front of that. I don't think that's appropriate. I don't think that's okay. Nobody deserves that. And so my friend at the time, her words just kept ringing in my head. You don't deserve this. You need to leave. And so what did I do? I called her up and I was like, I'm ready to leave. She was like, cool. I've been waiting for you. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I fucking left. And honestly, the one thing that I can say though too is everyone's like, oh, I bet it was so much better. No, it got fucking worse after you leave. After you leave someone that is narcissistic and abusive, it honestly kind of gets worse before it gets better. It's like a bruise. It really is. So that was tough. But you know what? I'm resilient and you know, I was left with nothing. Everything was broken when I left. Everything was taken from me because that was part of the abuse. Well, I'm super proud of you because you are such a boss and I just commend you for leaving because there are a lot of women who are too much in fear to leave. Mm -hmm. So you telling your story is going to help. I don't even care if it's one. It's going to help somebody leave because they're going to see you and how you're thriving now. And like you were at a point, you, you never thought that you were worthy of anything. Yeah. You know, first it was realizing that your normal wasn't the normal. It's not how you should be treated. So you realize that. And then two, just like Alex said last week when she told her resilient story, it was really the people around you that you were able to confide in mm-hmm. to help you get out of those situations. For sure. Yeah. And I remember like I, I stayed in relationships that I knew I shouldn't have been within the first three months. Once somebody called me a cunt. Yeah. And I knew that I, that was not okay. Yeah. And I stayed. Yeah. Because it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. And like, I'm good with being by myself too. It's like, why mm-hmm. do we stay with someone who treats us like shit? Like, what do you want to be hanging out with someone who like likes you? Yeah. Right. Mostly you like 99% of the time. But I think that comes with being an empath though, is I always am like, you know what? Maybe they were hurt. I can fix that. I, don't I can be I can the good person. That. I can make you like me. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't want to yep. make anybody like me and I don't want to fix nothing. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I'm like that now. Yeah. I'm yeah. way better now. No, and, that's, and it's yes. that point you said at the beginning, mm-hmm. not only, you know, move on from a situation, mm-hmm. be the same, but to be better and being better is like knowing the difference, knowing what's acceptable, what's unacceptable. Yes. Yes. Look at you being better. I know yeah. that's right. I'm a bad little bitch. Hey. Thank you for sharing your story. And if you want to share your story too, like I said, hit us up on Instagram at resilientaf 3 or email us at resilientaf 3 at gmail.com. Okay. So. Conspiracy corner. Conspiracy case. Conspiracy. I don't even fucking know. To be honest. Conspiracy and chill. You guys really kind of. Conspiracy and chill. I love that. Took over that whole thing about the name thing. And I thank you for that because. It's helpful. So many good names. There was a lot. I'm still sharing them on the Instagram. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot. So what are we going to call it then? Something new every week? Yeah. Let's just do that. Yeah. Because I think that's funny. And like, I want to use everybody's ideas. So every week I'm going to call it something new. Okay. This week it's going to be conspiracy and chill hey with a blunt hey i wish (laughs) there's like a bunch of movies that have asteroids hitting the earth and like you know killing a lot of people on september 23rd or it was released on september 23rd or it has something to do with september 23rd somewhere like in a bad moment in the movie and it's movie after movie after movie after movie and september 23rd is coming up around the corner right and i saw this conspiracy the world is going to end on september 23rd and i'm like okay great because i'm a worrywart and i'm going to be out of town (laughs) oh is that the weekend of kirby no that's actually the weekend of scottsdale and i have children and i worry i'm like great of course i saw this stupid conspiracy that I have to believe. But you know what? So many things have been said about a certain date in the future, in the past mm-hmm. that 
have not come true. I'm like, there's always these doomsday. Yeah, didn't they say 2012? Yeah, 2012. There was like the new millennium, so like in 2000, 2000. and then Mm -hmm. on like June 6, 2006, 666, people were like, oh my god, it's the day of the rapture. Yeah, you know. So they say that like something bad's gonna happen at the end of this week, this Saturday. I don't necessarily think it's gonna happen on the 23rd of this month, this year. But I feel like everything is coded and they throw it in our face. And I'm like, well, what is it about September 23rd? Because it is so significant in the film industry for bad things to happen in movies. Natural disaster movies and like end of the world films. Mm-hmm. Here, zombies. I can, I can name some. Wait, so what's the conspiracy? What it, are we? That, the, that an asteroid is going to hit the earth. On, on September, September 23rd. 23rd. And who knows? I don't even think it's going to happen this year, but because I'm a warrior, like I'm going to be out of town that weekend. And I'm oh. out of town, like not that often, but I'm like, of course I have to be out of town that weekend. Of course the world's going to end on the day I'm on vacation. Well, at least I'll be in Scottsdale. <laughs> hey. I was going to say that fucking sucks. That's like in a week. Yeah. And that's a Saturday. Hey. So that's a fun going out day. Yeah. At least you're you know going to have your birthday because your birthday was yesterday. So happy belated birthday. Thank you. How young are you? Thank you. I'm 29 years Ooh. young. Always 29. Yes. Forever 29. Yes. I love yep. that. For yeah. you. I'm excited. You know what? On my 29th birthday, I cried. Did you? Why? Because that was my last was the year death in of the your 20s. 20s. Yeah. I was so sad about it. But then yeah. on my 30th, I was, I didn't cry and I was excited. And my I'm 30s have so, been bomb. Yeah. I'm stoked for my 30s, to be honest. Really? Yeah. And finally, like I met you when you were like mid 20s. I was. I felt so old when I was 23 when you met me. Like when we young. first, first met. I felt like you were so young and now you're about 30. So I'm like, I thank I, can't, I love when my friends turn 30. I'm like, ha! <laughs> you're not you, a baby anymore. But also when you turn 30, there's just like a switch goes off. I feel like, like yeah. Yeah. The switch. Mm-hmm. It's bomb. I'm so excited. You know, like your hustler, your careers, you know, yeah. getting more stable, you're earning yeah. more money, you get to travel yeah. more, right. have more opportunities and have exactly. more fun. Exactly. It's freaking Unless fun. you get fired. No. <laughs> <laughs> that happened in my 30th it year, so. <laughs> I love that for you. I just so, don't want that for know, me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so September 23rd. <laughs> if it happens, what year is it going to happen in? 2023. I think this year. 2023. 20, Why like, do you guys think that? 9, 23, 23. There's so many freaking years ahead of us and you guys both say this year. I just hope it doesn't happen like hella early in the morning. I just don't like getting up, you know? <laughs> well, I feel like if an asteroid hit the earth, it's only going to kill like a certain amount of people. Like it's not going to kill everybody. I don't think. As long as it doesn't kill my parents because I still need them. You name them as a babysitter? I, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. figured. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just go on care.com. I could, but care. just like care.com or sitter scared. Of I am care.com. I recommend There's it, but I've never used on it. There. They do like background checks. That don't matter. Uh, yeah. Cause they could just have not got caught yet. Yes, Or they might just be having the thoughts. I haven't done it yet. Oh, yes, nice. exactly. That's what I think about. Yeah. It's both. I think about mm-hmm. that too. What you said. Yeah. Me. So I never have hired anybody on care.com, but I sure have looked at it and I'm like, I just can't pull the trigger. No. And it's never going to happen. It's at the point where I'm like, nah, I'm trying to do that with my dogs, but I'm scared. Care. Com? Not care.com, Rover, oh. which is the same thing. Like you go online and- I did Rover yeah. with my dogs and I had a good guy. Did he come to your house? Yeah. And he stayed there? I, he No, he came to the house. He got the dogs and he took them on an hour walk and would bring them back. No, oh. they need to come to my house and sit with their dogs. They would. Oh. They absolutely would. No, that is so fucking people. cool. You can also hire someone on TaskRabbit to do the same exact thing. Who's like, mm-hmm. it says- TaskRabbit. Ashley. Yeah. You should just get yeah, Ashley. Dude. Exactly. Watch my dog. Smash me, Ashley. Whoever the hell. Hit me yeah. up. <laughs> Whichever <laughs> Ashley she's talking about, we know multiple. Yes, so. we do. Ashley, yeah. yeah. Hit me up. At Bennett you knows to watch my dogs. <laughs> you I don't know where to watch your dogs. Ashley, hit me up and let me know where to hit you up yeah. to watch my dogs. After September 23rd, and then nobody's probably And then nobody here, needs so. to worry about yeah. their dogs being watched. If you <laughs> want to make some money before the world ends, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> yep. So the conspiracy is something is going to happen on September 23rd of 
this year, whether that be an asteroid or some, you know, something that the government produces unnaturally to make if the weather change. If you think that something's going to happen, message us on Instagram and whoever is right gets a free bottle of champagne. We'll take a poll on Instagram at Resilient AF3. Do you think the world is going to end on September 23rd? Next week, we're going to open with Amelia's drink. Yes. Yes. And then we're going to- You gonna, guys didn't take a sip. I didn't, I didn't take another drink, but I'm going to drink the entire thing of Amelia's. I can guarantee Tastes you that. like asshole. That makes me feel great. <laughs> oh, Ben. <laughs> favorite drink though is a Moscow meal. It's not you, it's the drink. Then Bennett's going to tell his Brazilian story. Yes. Ooh la la, yes. cannot wait to hear it. Yes. He's I'm a resilient so motherfucker. I, I love am. that. From the womb. I love and, <laughs> and then we're going to do a word of the week again. And then we're going to finish it with another conspiracy. Yes. Yes. All right, well, have a good week, y'all. And stay resilient, bitches. Fuck bitches, make money. Hey. Yes. Follow us on Instagram at resilientaf3. You can follow me at that Dreas. You can follow me at Amelia Jackson 94. And I'm at Bennett Nose. Hey. Bye.